You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We will be studying the first book of the Bible. It is the book of Genesis. And the reason why we want to study because we want to really put an emphasis on somebody's life that we can all relate from. If you're not really familiar with the book of Genesis, it is an interesting book. In fact, 3% of the book of Genesis is about the creation, about 15% about Noah, and 21% Abraham, Isaac, and about 23% about the life of Jacob. 30% of the book of Genesis is about the life of Joseph. And I believe that uh, 30% of the, new, uh, or the, the book of Genesis is very strategic because I believe that God wants to communicate something. I'm not saying that the longer the chapters of the book is important than any other book. What I'm trying to say, God has a message when He would place a story that will occupy one-third of the book of Genesis. And I believe that all of you can relate because the story of Joseph isn't really a, a story that is just full of amusing breakthroughs. In fact, you, you, will, you will be surprised that indeed Joseph has, has been through a lot and yet because of the grace of God, uh, and the intervention of God, he came out uh, stronger than before. This is why my prayer for all of you here is that as you open your Bibles right now in the book of Genesis chapter f- uh, 41, 46 to 52, is that for some of you that has not given yourself a Christmas gift, I would suggest buy yourself a nice Bible. If you want to grow in your walk with God, if you want to really grow in your understanding of God, buy a new Bible. Okay, I'm not say- saying that your old Bible is not going to um, be... Are beneficial or will not give you the benefit that you want, but, but it's good to start fresh. Genesis chapter 41, okay, uh, verses 46 to 52. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. Imagine with me, Joseph was simply saying, this is part of my rulership. He would, he would extend his hand to what? To uh, the land of Egypt. And in verse 48, okay, and he gathered up all the food of the seven years which occurred in the land of Egypt and put the food in the cities. He put in every city the food from the fields around it. And Joseph stored up grain in great abundance like the sand of the sea until he ceased to measure it, for it could not be measured too much. Now verse 50, before the year of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph, Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bore them to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. In verse 52, the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Can you join me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for indeed, Lord God, this year was a great year. I pray that as we study your word, Lord God, we just want to celebrate with you, Lord God, for being with us every step of the way. Lord, this year, I, I know that I... All of us has not been faithful, and yet you've been faithful, Lord God. We've been faithless, and yet you remain consistent, and you've been so good to us. Lord, we just want to give you all the glory for what you've done for the past few weeks, months, Father. And this year has really given us a great perspective of how good and faithful you are. Today, we just ask that your word, Lord God, will give us the grace, Lord God, to really forget the pains of the past. And Lord God, give us the grace, Lord God, to strain towards the future. We know that indeed, as we continue to focus in you, O God, our author and perfecter of our faith, we know, God, that indeed 2018 will be a year for each and every one of us. Thank you that your word, Lord God, will minister to us. It will be translated in our daily living. It will change our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. And this is really a beautiful picture of who Joseph is. And we know that Joseph was really a great man. We would want to be in his place. How many of you here, you want to succeed in life? Amen. Just like Joseph, you want to be successful. You want to succeed in 2018. All of us want to succeed, and that's our prayer. Nobody in his right mind that he goes to church and he, he, he would 
come to God, Lord, can you help me fail? Nobody would do that. We want to succeed in life. And we see right now the life of Joseph that he is successful and he is really, in fact, uh, famous, uh, close to Pharaoh. Because Pharaoh would want listen to the suggestions of Joseph. And because of his suggestions, Pharaoh would want to really come up with a decree all throughout Egypt based on the instruction of Joseph. And Joseph has been catapulted in that kind of leadership and influence. And a lot of us would want to be in that level. And a lot of you here, at times when we see successful people, we would always really at times uh, compare ourselves and uh, how we wish that we will be uh, successful as well. And it's good to shoot for something big, bigger than ourselves. But we need to understand that at times we overlook really the journey to your success or the journey of uh, people's success. And this is what we will study this evening, that the story of Joseph is something that we can learn from because success is not overnight. From rags to riches, Joseph has been given the authority and it was really by the grace of God that he was able to accomplish what God has, has, has given him. This is my prayer for all of you, that you will learn more than just the breakthroughs. The, the, uh, the journey of Joseph is something that we can learn from. And it all started, if you backtrack a bit before he was catapulted into leadership, is that it all started when Jacob made a favorite. And of course, there's no other favorite was Joseph. And we see that in Genesis chapter 29. And, and after that redecession of Jacob to bless him with a robe and to commend him, Joseph had a dream. We see that in Genesis chapter 37, a prophetic dream. And because of that, the brothers of Joseph uh, feel insulted with a dream. And, and you know what the story is all about. And in fact, Joseph's brother was jealous about the state of Joseph. And they began to really uh, take it against him. They were burning with anger and thus... Joseph was betrayed by his own brothers. How many of you here, you've been betrayed once by your loved ones, right? Some of you here, not just once, twice, twice, four times, okay? Nagmahal ka, okay? And the person wasn't really loyal to you and you've been taking it for the past 10 years. You can't you move forward. You can't move on. I mean, some of you here, you've been offended by a cousin, a brother, a, a former boyfriend, or a family member. You, you've been living in that bitterness and that's the reason why hindi ka makausad. You can't move forward because what you feel is dragging you down. When you're bitter, everything that you do is what? Is for retaliation. You are consumed to fight back. In fact, you miss out on the things of God because you're consumed to retaliate. And there are a lot of things that God is, is, is trying to show you, and yet you can't see it. Why? Because you are burning with anger. And we will talk further and more about this. So all of us here can relate with Joseph. And the worst thing is that he was just a plain person. He wants to really just follow his father. And yet he was betrayed by his own brothers. And if you take a closer look, Joseph was sold into slavery. I mean, how many of you here, okay, more than just the anger of your brothers and, 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 and they drop you in a pit. You're familiar with the story? He was dropped in a pit and, and sold into slavery. Nobody in this room had a similar experience. Anybody here, you're dropped in a pit and, and your brother sold you for, for five pesos. I mean, cheap okay nobody anybody in this room where you your, your younger brother approach you and nobody would do that and this is what happened to joseph this is not right and he has all the the reason to get better than better though this is not really the orchestration of god god was using and brewing something remember everything that transpires that are really painful in our lives both in the present and in the past is not of god's doing but god will capitalize right it is not his will, but he will capitalize on what happened to you. And for some of you here, you can relate with me. Some of you here, five years ago, you don't understand what happened to you. Is God really around? Is God present? Was God really familiar with my situation? Now, after five years, you what? You look back and say, aha! God was brewing something. 
So I want you to really hang on. Some of you here, you cut corners, you, 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 you follow whatever you feel like is right. But I want you to trust God. Ladies and gentlemen, this year wasn't a perfect year. But some of you here, some of you uh, opted to really do things on your own. Some of you here trusted God. But if you trust God, God will see you through. God will be with you. This is what happened to Joseph. And when he was sold to slavery, the person who owns the property by the name of Potiphar saw the potential of Joseph. So Joseph was productive and he has really administrative gift. And that was really something that caused his promotion. So God was with him. Even his gifts was used for, uh, really for his advantage. And Joseph received favor from what? From Potiphar. And because the wife of Potiphar has a crush on Joseph, and every single day he would tempt him. And because of the temptation, Potiphar come up with unjust judgment that he opted to send Joseph into the dungeon. Now imagine with me right now, he's doing his job and somebody came along and tempted Joseph. I mean, think about day after day. If you read your Bible, Potiphar would tempt Joseph. And Joseph opted to decline and he was accused of taking advantage of the wife of Potiphar. And he was sent to the prison. And this is really unfair again. He was dropped by his brothers, now he's in prison. Joseph, in that prison, met with the cupbearer and the baker. Make a long story short, I mean, they had a dream and they, Joseph started discerning and explaining their dreams. So they were very surprised. Again, he is in the dungeon, still he's gifted, God was still with him. But I'm telling you right now, this was not the orchestration of God. This was the unjust judgment of people. And yet God is brewing something. Now, I want you to understand that at times we find God very, very unfair. How many of you here, you've been in a situation in your life where you found God, Lord, that's unfair. I've been serving you. How come you're not giving me what I want? Lord, I've been coming to church. I'm part of the music ministry. I'm part of four ministries. And how come you can't just bless my life? And I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, Lord, for just a husband. I've been in church for 10 years. And somebody who came to know the Lord just for 10 minutes got engaged after five minutes. I mean, how is that possible, God? It's unfair. And this was really probably good. All of you here, you've been in that situation where you're trying to do your best and yet people did not really see uh, your efforts. And this is why Joseph, I believe partly quiet and probably asking a, 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 a similar question. Why these things are happening? This is just my assumption. Because all of us, after doing what is right and proper, when when we are taking advantage of people, we question God. Now, this is something that, that has amused me through the years. How come when things doesn't go our way, we question God? Why? Because you're simply saying, if God loves me, everything will work out fine. You're wrong. If your conclusion that life should be perfect and because I have God by my side, everything will work well, you're not getting to the point because the goal is that what is for God to really check if your heart is right and only situations, bad situations will bring out the worst in you. You want to, live, you want to have a perfect life? You want, it's possible, die tonight, you go to heaven, everything is perfect. But that's not really the point. The point is that God wants to shape your heart and this is what's happening to Joseph. And Joseph did, just like any of us, doesn't really understand. But I like what's happening in the life of Joseph. So he translated and interpreted the dream of the cupbearer and the baker. And what happened, the Egyptian pharaoh acquitted the cupbearer based from the uh, interpretation of Joseph and condemned the baker. This came to pass. And this is what I like. If you read the Bible again, the book of Genesis, I mean, Joseph, okay, advised the cupbearer 
after all of this, please remember me. Is there something wrong with asking people for favor? The problem is that when you're asking people for favor and your faith is on people and not on God, there is something wrong with your heart. After this, you know what happened to Joseph? He insinuated, pagka yumaman ka na, alam mo na kung sinang tutulungan mo. A lot of us are like that. Even this year, a lot of you here, when, when you are in a situation and, and you're down and out, you tend to help or ask for help from people then, then, then approach God. Pagka wala kang pera, the first reaction is you look for people that you can borrow money from. And some of them are willing, right? Lord, why can't you just pause for a while and say, God, I need your help? Why not God first and then ask God for His will? Our default reaction is to really approach people first that can solve our problem. Again, God is simply saying, my goal is for our relationship to flourish. And when you're down and out, I want you to approach me first more than anything else. But Joseph had the wrong heart. He suggested to the cupbearer, don't forget me. In fact, the cupbearer failed him. And because of that heart, that Joseph was just going out of his way to be liberated from the dungeon and from being imprisoned, his life in the dungeon was extended for two years. Have you been in that situation we're in? You're at, Lord, where's the breakthrough? The more that you're eager of the provision of the provider, the more it's prolonged. Napansin niyo yun? Yung wala pa rin akong boyfriend, 97 ako, Lord. Yung, you're, you're, you're so... O oh, sige, 92. I mean, out of the... You're, you're so consumed of what you can get more than just first knowing the giver of the provision. Two years. Read Genesis. You know what came out of Joseph's mouth? was not a suggestion. He praised the Lord. Some of you are like that. You're grumbling, you're complaining, and you're suggesting to God, Lord, talaga, okay naman yun eh. I mean, teacher's teacher ako, siya, ganun din. You're, 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 you're always coming up with a plan. Lord, he's a Christian, I'm a Christian. We've been in church for five years and we know each other, we've been friends. Lord, siya na lang kaya. You're always like that. You're suggesting to, to God. But God is simply saying, don't you ever get ahead of me. Let me work it out. And when you detach yourself from what you want and be consumed of who God is, that you detach yourself from the situation that you look to God, you'll be surprised how things can fall in the right places. This is why after two years, somebody thought of Joseph. Joseph's discernment of Pharaoh's dreams came to be. And because of his interpretation, Pharaoh trusted Joseph and the rest was history. The, the journey was quite long, but at times the emphasis and our attraction is how Joseph came to power. I want you to understand that at times life is like a jigsaw puzzle. How many of you here are familiar with what a jigsaw puzzle is? And when you get a piece of the puzzle, you don't understand the image, right? You know the image. It's, it's right in front of the box. But if you get a piece of the puzzle, what's this? Color green. Okay. Another, another one. Another puzzle. And, and you'll be surprised that in the onset, you don't understand the image. But the more that you stay faithful, later on you realize there is something that God is brewing. So with everything that, 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 that's happening in our lives, problems are like garbage. But remember, a garbage is also a fertilizer that can help you grow. Is this making sense? And this is my prayer for all of you here. That with everything that you went through 2017, the reason why you're stronger than before, because God turned things upside down. We should not revisit the past, but I hope that we can learn from the past. This is why I believe that as we read the verses from 46 to 52, and our text is 
uh, uh, will only be in uh, verses 50 to 52, is that you will see how the Lord and how the journey of Joseph changed his heart. This is how it came to pass. Before the year of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph. Okay, Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. This is different, okay? Bore them to him. Joseph called the name of the firstborn, what? Manasseh. For he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. Now, this is really weird. It is impossible for people to forget. Some can forget what people have done them wrong, right? Just like me, I would, I would drive my car. I'd be happy. I would sing songs and, and enjoy the music. And suddenly, somebody or something will, will, will remind me of what people... I'm happy. That was, it, it, it's, it's, how many can relate with me? I would drive my car and I'm enjoying the presence of God. And, and I would be reminded by the devil about what people... I, it's, there is a physical manifestation. I cannot. It's not fair. And I know when I was reading this passage, how can he forget your own brother? Your, your, your family member? I mean, why would they do such thing? Did I do something wrong? Why? I mean, I was just doing what is right and proper. I'm serving faithfully and excellently. Why would you put me in a dungeon? But I'm telling you right now, these are not the doing of God, but I want you to understand, God will capitalize. God is just preparing your heart and yourself. He will turn things upside down. If you read the book of Genesis in the life of Joseph, Pharaoh restored Joseph immediately. And somebody said it's for just, just an hour. God can, can pluck you and remove you from your situation right now and place you in pinnacle of success. God can, can, can remove you from that situation. He can do it. Can God do it? Yes. What's preventing him? Because God is after not of your promotion, but after your heart. Because if your heart is right, when you're promoted, everything will be right. But if your, your heart is wrong, even though you're blessed, the blessings will do more harm than good. So your heart has to be right before God would catapult you to a place of success. So my question is that how do we forget the pain of the past? Impossible. For some, probably 1% of our population can forget, but not everybody. What I'm trying to say here, people can be reminded of the past, but the grace to not revisit is doable. I mean, you'll be reminded, but the sting of what they've done, you can easily move forward and get over it. Why? Because I want you to understand that life will throw a lot of pains and challenges to prevent us from moving forward and accomplishing what God has called us to be. Now, I want to give you a quick summary all over again so that you will have a perspective of what really happened to Joseph. From pit to prison, this is what happened to him. From prison to palace, and palace to the pinnacle of success. But the journey was tough. All of you here, you have your own story. It wasn't proper. It wasn't right. People have misinterpreted you. People have accused you of something. Hey, is this helping you? All of us has experienced being, being accused by people. People have gossiped about you. It's not fair. But I want you to understand everything that's happening in the life of Joseph was a plan. And I like God's plan. God's plan is something that you don't understand in the onset. But fast forward, you realize he's a great author. God is the one orchestrating a beautiful story. It's, it's full of, of sudden surprises because God wants to involve himself. And I'm telling you right now, 
One thing I'm highly convinced of, God is not done with us. Some of us here, you have already concluded the end. You have 20 chapters under your belt. God is just writing the fourth chapter. God is not done yet with you. God isn't finished with you. Just be patient. How many of you here, people are even surprised when they see your life 10 years ago and they see you now? They will ask you, They will be surprised that they can see the glory of God. And this is what happened to Joseph. God made him forget. Why? Because the word of God is so clear that we need to really forget the former things. Do not dwell. The problem with this is that it's impossible to forget when you dwell. Some of us, we would, we would what? We would, we would nurse it. Once you nurse it, that's, a, that's an entry point of rehearsing it. We nurse it, we rehearse it. We replay it. Grabe itong Mr. God. Grabe. Ganito ako, Tuesday morning, sinampal ako. Yung, yung, you, you, yeah, some of us were good in rehearsing what people have done to us. Once you nurse it, you rehearse it, you curse it. That's the pattern. Do not forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. The key is for you to understand God is doing something. The reason why you are reminded of the past because you don't see what God is doing and you can only see what God is doing if you dwell in Christ, you abide in Him. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand away of sinners or see the seed of mortal. But he's, he meditates on the law of the Lord day and night. That he's delighted with God's law. You will be reminded of what people have done to you if you don't meditate on who God is and His nature and His love for you. What do I mean by this? One, your relationship with God is progressing and growing. Some of you here, you used to be very, 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 very bitter. But because of your relationship with God, without you knowing it, healing is taking place. Some of you, 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 you love to curse because there's so much hatred and pain in your heart. How many of you here, you're a product of that? You're galit na galit ka sa mundo. Some of you are like that. Your father left you. Your mother left you. Your, your, your friends left you. Yourself left you. Yung, yung, how is that? You're so rejected. But now because of your relationship with God, you just can't help. But some of you here, for no reason at all, you can relate with what I'm about to say. For no reason at all, you can smile. Anong, wala lang to. Happy. Why? Because... You have forgotten. You just can't dwell in the past. Because the more you dwell in the past, the more your past gets bigger. The more you meditate on your past, the more it gets bigger. There's a reason why every time you, you want to take a risk and trust God for something big, you cannot because your past is haunting you. But if God is bigger, you're willing to move forward amidst how big your past is. Your job is not to make your past smaller, but to make God bigger. Once God is bigger than your past, your past gets smaller. Am I correct? This is why it is important. God is saying, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. What do I mean by this one? There is a, 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 a sense of fruitfulness coming your way. 2018. It's not something that you, you exert an effort to be fruitful. You will do your part. You have responsibilities. But the, the top priority and our goal this 2018 is the first week we will do prayer and fasting. Not just because we want to lose weight. We will fast because we want to devote ourselves to God first before we venture into 2018. Five days from 365 will not hurt you. Start with God. And this has been my routine and my family. That we start with God and we end with God. 
and let God fill in the blanks. Am I correct? This is my prayer for all of us that we will see that this year, the reason why you're bearing fruit, not because you're struggling. You don't see a tree. Have you seen a tree planted in a, in a piece of property exerting an effort? Have you seen a tree? Bear fruit, bear, bear fruit. When a tree is planted in the right environment, it will grow. And when you're planted in Christ, nothing can go wrong. This is my prayer for all of you. That you realize and you understand that, Lord, the reason why I can forget the past is because the Lord has not forgotten me. And the enemy would always insinuate the Lord has forgotten. Look at your situation. Again, our relationship with God is not circumstantial. It is personal. When you're married, it's, it's, you're, you're in cloud nine. You're happy, right? I'm not saying that after one year, you will not be happy. There are a lot of things. Every single day, you have issues. I mean, issues that are very, very minor. From toothpaste to toothbrush. Do you understand? <laughs> and, and my point for saying this is that if the goal is just love, it's easy to quit. But we exist because it was God who brought us together. And the reason why we're committed with one another because God is committed with us. That's the reason why it's hard to last in your married life if your relationship with God stinks. Because you can only apply your commitment with that relationship when you see God's commitment in your life. Have you, have you taken a closer look that God is so committed with you? So when we understand and we marinate ourselves that God, thank you. That every time you're reminded of the past, Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. We go back to God. You cannot look back if you know how to look up. The reason why people are bitter, and we blame people, why are you so bitter? Forgive. No, no, no. We don't tell people to forgive. We tell them, look to God. It is only when we look to God that we can forgive. That's the reason why at times our counsel and our advice is just so ridiculous. You cannot tell people because you don't understand their situation. Stop telling them to forgive. Start telling them to savor God's forgiveness. Because when you receive God's forgiveness, it is impossible not to forgive. You will forgive people. In fact, you will repent and forgive people. In fact, you will not only forgive people, but you will bless people. This is what happened to Joseph. If you look at his story, he did not only forgive his brothers, but he blessed them. And I'm telling you right now, when we start forgetting the past and dwelling in the presence of God and dwelling in what God is doing in our lives, in Romans 8.20, it says right there, He is working all things together for good. So no matter how bad your situation is, God is in the business of turning things upside down. You know what I like about God when I'm down and out? When I hit rock bottom, there's no other way. No option for God but to bring me up. So when you are in a situation where you see it's just pretty bad, I want you to smile. It's impossible. But you can say, God, <laughs> I'm about to hit my breakthrough. Hang on. Don't suggest to God. Don't be like Joseph. In your Lord, talaga bang may Mr. Right? That's your, your question. Can I suggest? Don't, don't, don't suggest. Don't tell God. You can pray. But the problem is that when we want something, we pray for what we want more than our heart. If you start praying for your heart more than what you want, you'll be surprised that you don't need what you want. 
Because the problem is not what you want, the problem is your heart. But of course, I'm for the whole idea that we need to ask God for something, right? But I hope that we always dwell in the whole idea that God has forgiven us. God has forgotten us. Joseph called the name of, of the firstborn Manasseh. And the second one is called Ephraim. For God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. That he is now fruitful because he has opted to turn his back on his past. That I'm not going to dwell, I'm not going to stay. Remember Psalm chapter 1? That you are planted by the streams of living water. That is where you're planted. You're not planted in your past. Kaya nga pagpalagi kang bitter. And, and I know some of you are familiar. You will not, you can't really get better. But a bitter person would always just do things based on how they can effectively retaliate. Paggalit kayong. Your world, 24-7, every single day, every single week, you're, you're mad, you're angry. Everything that you're doing is towards the person. How rid- Think about this. How ridiculous is this? You're doing things to the people that you hate. Why would I do things for you? I hate you. But a bitter person is doing things for the people that they hate. What do I mean by this one? When you hate somebody, you're finding ways to retaliate, to fight back. That you miss out what God is doing, what God is unveiling, what God is showing to you. You cannot be fruitful. But Joseph, because he was able to get past his past, God made him fruitful. Without God, it's hard to forgive. Without God, it's hard to forget. But with God, you can forgive. You can forget. You can be fruitful. You know what? A lot of us here, we classify and we categorize fruitfulness based on success. The amount of money that we have, the amount of properties that we have, the amount of ownership that we have. Well, I have nothing against being blessed by God materially. But in the absence of God, material possessions will never give you satisfaction. Remember, we're not fighting for ownership. We're fighting for satisfaction. What do I mean by this one? Have you tried eating something that, you know, this is not really the taste? You may not have eaten sutanghon, lasang spaghetti. This is not sutanghon. This is... Manamis-namis pa eh. Jolly spaghetti ang feel. Yung... yung I was expecting for this taste. I was full, but not satisfied. You can have all the money in this world without, without Christ. You will never enjoy life. You can be happy, but not joyful. Joy is different from happiness. Happiness is, again, circumstantial. Joy is what? It's not based on events or people or money. You have it because you have Christ in your heart. This is why it is important that we see that fruitfulness is always based on knowing that this is the will of God. John 15, 16, it says right here, you did not choose me, but I chose you. This is the heart of God and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. God wants us to be fruitful. You know what? Success is just half fruitfulness. What do I mean by this one? When you're successful, in the eyes of men, you have accomplished something. But a fruitful person is somebody who understands you're blessed to be a blessing. You just don't earn money. You're not just looking for a source of living, but you're looking for a source of giving. Because if, if money stops right on your lap, you will not be happy when you know that you are a channel of blessings. It's amazing that you are a pipeline of God's blessing. You are blessing people, and God is simply saying, I can give it directly to that person, but I let it pass through you. I'm telling you right now, God is simply saying, let's partner. He doesn't need a partner. He is self-sustaining. He doesn't need you. This is why I find this weird. Why would God include us? But God 
is just crazy about you. Kita mo, 2018, nabuhay ka pa rin. God is good. But the goal is not material possessions. The goal is not just success, but fruitfulness. And fruitfulness is from this concept that we need to remain in Him. And He will remain in us. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. The problem is that we don't remain in God. Remember, Joseph, the alternative is always to find a solution. When you are remaining in Christ, when you don't have money, you don't, you don't think, oh, I need to borrow. No, no, Lord, what's the plan? Is this a form of discipline? Or this is a form of protection? I don't have money because you're teaching me a lesson because I'm not a good steward. Or protection because you don't want me to get into debt. The problem is that we are always wired to always take it against God. Lord, we're all convinced that God loves us so much. Am I correct? Now, check the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Some of you are saying, Amen! Check the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. Check the people that God loves. They go through challenges. A lot of people would, would say, Lord, thank you for loving me, but they're not willing to go through what God is asking them to go through. So be careful saying, Lord, thank you. I'm raising my hand. God, thank you for loving me. You are a candidate. Right, all of you. 2018, it's not going to be easy. Is this helping you? Because I don't want that, okay, everything will be perfect. You will have all the money in 2018. That's not what the Word of God is saying. You will go through a lot of challenges. But the more you go through all of these challenges, you know that God will not leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you. Though things might not go your way, He will hold you by His righteous right hand. The 2018 has been mapped out by God. And a lot of us here were saying, God, give us the map. Tell us what to do. Give me the different decisions that I should make. That's our frame of mind. But God is saying, I'm not giving you a map. I'm your guide. You can't have a relationship with a map, but you can have a relationship with a guide. The problem with this is that we want an answer more than God to be the answer. I'm telling you right now, 2018, it will be full of surprises. But you're not alone. 2018 will be full of sadness, but God will always be present. 2018 will have a lot of problems, but God will always be the solution. 2018, you'll fam- some of your family members probably will get sick, but God will be your healer. Situations are given so that God can come in. So if you're telling me right now, what if there is something impossible this coming 2018? Who's your God? And how did he introduce himself? That he's the God of impossibility. You want to know him? It's his turf. When he sees an impossible situation, he is ready, willing, and able to introduce himself. So 2018, hang on. As long as you're fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, everything will go well. We can only do this in Christ. We can only bear fruit in Christ. In fact, Paul has put an emphasis that fruits are, are developed internally, our character. Two things when you say fruits in the Bible, internal, character, and good works. Galatians 5.22 and Romans 15.28. Yet you are developing in character. So if God's agenda is to work on your character, when you ask the Lord, can I have a car? Will he get Toyota and give it to you? Or he goes to your heart 
why do you want a car? Image? Transportation to bless people? Why do you need a house? To look good? Or you want to accommodate people? Your heart is what God is after more than what you want. Because again, this is not about what you want. That if you want what you want and this will affect our relationship, I would rather not give it to you. You know, I have a couple that I need to correct in our church and I want to be honest with you. They have a household helper who would wear skimpy clothing. I visited their house. And I told the, the wife, you want a helper, but if this will ruin your marriage, I don't think it's worth the risk. Do you understand my point? Again, I'm not against people, but I just want you to know the reality of life. That the enemy will do everything to ruin your marriage, ruin your destiny, ruin your future. But if you abide in Christ, you will have the wisdom and the grace to say no to sin. This is what happened to Joseph as we end. But Joseph said to them, do not fear for I am in the place of God. This was when his brothers saw him. Of course, they were very afraid because Joseph found out what they did to him. Now imagine with me, if this happened four years or two, three years ago, when, when Joseph realized what my brothers did to me, this happened after the Lord has worked in his heart. This is what happened. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. When your heart is right, no matter how bad your situation is, you will always translate it, this is for the glory of God. Let's not use this as a crutch word. I have met people, and they would give advice to people whose baby died about a week ago, and they would make comments such as, I mean, this is for God, my purpose, Lord John. Don't, don't be insensitive. People are mourning, and let's not, let's not give that advice. Is this helping you? Let them mourn. But I want you to understand it should come out of the person. It should not come out from you. And, and this is what happened. Joseph verbalized it. That what evil has transpired in my life, God meant it for good. What? Because Joseph saw how the Lord has catapulted him that from pit to prison, prison to palace, palace to the pinnacle of success, that he was like almost Pharaoh in his rulership and leadership. God meant it for good. Joseph was not bitter. He was far better. Did you know that Joseph saved Egypt and saved his family, in which Judah is part of? You know who Judah is, his brother? Where from the line of Judah is the Savior of the world. Jesus saved the world. Joseph saved Egypt and his family from famine that paved the way for Judah to survive. And because of that, the Savior of the world came from. It came from the line of Judah. Who saved all of humanity? A beautiful picture that Joseph probably knew nothing of. He was just faithful to submit to God. That he saved his brothers that would pave the way for the coming of our Savior. A beautiful story that God, ladies and gentlemen, knows what he is doing. And that is important. Can we give him the glory? So every effort of the enemy to destroy our dreams is a step toward our dreams. 
you feel like you're destroyed. But God has a purpose. You might fall back two steps, three steps. My purpose, yan. But I don't want you to start telling people my purpose and let them translate it. Let them understand it. Because life can only be accomplished when we understand that everything that God is up to has a purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, in the life of Joseph, just like in the way we live our lives, we can only forgive in Christ, be fruitful for Christ when we know the purpose of Christ. In Christ, for Christ of Christ, that only in Christ we can forgive, only in Christ we can bear fruit, and only for Christ that we can do what pleases Him. When we understand that after 10, 15 years, 20 years, we can look back and say, now I know. Now I understand. Now I trust. Ladies and gentlemen, It is only in Christ that all of this can be accomplished. So we don't have to revisit 2017. We can rejoice about what the Lord has done, but let's look forward and say, God, 2018 will be the brightest year. 2018 will be my year, not my dog. They said 2018 is the year of the dog, right? Yeah. I mean, just my idea. But my point is, it's always an animal, okay? I hope you get my point. That, that, that we, don't, we don't adhere to malas and buenas and say, oh, we have God. We're ready. We have God. And we are ready. You know what? This December, we just moved into our new house. And a lot of people knew about this. I, I shared this about two years ago, uh, two, two weeks ago. Move in. Did you know that about three months ago, I started walking in our village? Not because I want to lose weight. I started asking for, for people who would want to sell their house. Four times, I was, I was in the verge of, of, of closing the deal. The following day, people would say, it's not going to push through. We're not giving in. We're not. It 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 caused so much pain in my heart. Yung, how many of you here you've been in that situation? Na pinaasa ka. Yung pinaasa hashtag. Kalako, Some of you, umasa ka. It's painful, right? Yung hugot hindi lang hanggang chan, hanggang tuhod. Yung lalim. And, and I, was, I, feel, I was telling God, Lord, I've been serving in the ministry. Nakalbo na ako sa ministry. I just want, mga bastos kayo. But you know what? It, it pains me. I did not even share this to my wife. I would, I would go home and, and, and feel bad. And suddenly, immediately, somebody handed me a key. It's yours. And, and, and again, I don't want to talk about this you know, the journey of walking around our, in our neighborhood was a beautiful picture. Now we understand. Yes, I'm, I have a house, but I'm not, I'm happy, but not, I'm not, I'm not as joyful as the journey. But while taking the journey, it's hard. 
But looking back at the journey, I can say, God, it's beautiful. And all of you in this room, you can say, God, it's beautiful. What made it beautiful was that in all of this, God is for me. God is with me. God will always be with us. 2018, bring it on. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are by our side and you will help us journey through life. So as we bow our heads and close our eyes, if you are married, hold the hand of your wife. If, if you are in, uh, with a friend, just, just look at the person and say, this is, this is going to be a great year for us. As we bow our heads and close our eyes, you know, this is not an accident why some of you have been invited. Because the invitation is for you to start 2018 right. And you can start right if you decide to accept Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior. So as we bow our heads and close our eyes, if you're saying, I want God in my heart, in my life, I want to invite you to pray this prayer after me with the help of our volunteers and our leaders. Pray this after me if you want Jesus in your heart. Say this after me. Jesus, I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Jesus, come into my heart. Give me a great year. Give me a new life. Give me a new year. If you pray the prayer and you have accepted, tinanggap po natin ang Panginoon sa puso natin, and we are believing God for a new life. Thank you, Lord God, for the lives of these people. Thank you that you love them. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.